This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. This is The Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is a broadcast legend, and I'm happy uh, and lucky enough to have him on the telephone with us. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam, and looking forward to all this great fall season. Uh, Just one of the best times of the year, Uh, no matter what part of the country you're in. Uh, the southern states still like summer, and in the north, we're finally getting uh, uh, some sort of fall temperatures and some fall foliage. I've noticed some trees that are just starting to turn and look beautiful. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do during the autumn uh, uh, season? You know, it's that time of year again. <laughs> it is that time of year. We've always chuckled about that phrase. You know, I just absolutely love the fall drives and enjoying the colors, uh, eating at a restaurant that you and your wife or your significant other have said, hey, we need to visit this location. And let's say it's an hour away and you just enjoy the drive out there. And then certainly walking in this weather is great because uh, you can just take a walk just about anywhere and just truly enjoy it because though obviously you don't have the oppressive temperatures and you have plenty to look at with the trees. So this is, I don't think there's any downside at all to this season. You know, you mentioned taking a walk. Uh, Melissa and I do that a lot. And uh, in fact, we just did it last night and uh, it's nice to go out about an hour before sunset and uh, because, you know, obviously we have jobs and we can't do it during the middle of the day. We'd like to when the sun is high, but we get home, we go for a walk. And something we like to do uh, that I suggest uh, that really makes you feel nostalgic, too, is pull up a Halloween playlist on your device. Bring a little uh, Bluetooth speaker with you. And while you're walking through the neighborhoods, you know, a few of the houses have Halloween decor whether it's purple or orange lights or a, or a headstone in the front yard or a skeleton on the porch. And it's just neat to hear the Halloween playlist while you're looking at some of that decor. It, might, it maybe even makes me feel like I'm out trick-or-treating. Yeah, that's a great idea. And, you know, and, and some of these uh, songs on the Halloween playlist are, uh, would be considered metal, like Rob Zombie. Uh, <laughs> and, and they, you know, you, walk, you tend to walk faster when, when Rob Zombie's on. And you burn a few more calories. And it's the best kind of trick-or-treating if you're worried about calories because there's nobody handing out candy. <laughs> that's right. No, that's a great point. Well, it's uh, that time of year again. And like Jay said, we always laugh about that phrase because it doesn't matter what time of year it is. Uh, that phrase applies. So <laughs> It does. When we, when we head into the Thanksgiving season, guess what? It's that time of year again. We'll probably <laughs> say it again next month. Uh, I wanted to start with a story uh, out of Las Vegas uh, this past week. Uh, something cool happened at the 25th annual Keep Memory Alive um, Power of Love Gala Benefit. It uh, benefited the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health. And it was a star-studded event. Kenny Loggins, 
Bruno Mars, Babyface, uh, just a few of the huge names that appeared. I mean, there were like 25, 30 celebrities involved with this um, gala event that happened this past week in Las Vegas. And I just wanted to uh, mention this um, .org. It's keepmemoryalive.org, spelled just the way you'd spell, keepmemoryalive.org. And what they do is uh, they're an organization to help um, find a cure for Alzheimer's. So, and with this benefit in Vegas, you're going to love this slogan, Jay. They say, uh, what happens in Vegas will benefit the rest of the world. Ah, that was <laughs> well done. You're so used to hearing what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what with Keep Memory Alive and their Alzheimer's Foundation, what happens in Vegas will benefit the rest of the world. Uh, their website mentions that every 66 seconds, someone in the United States develops Alzheimer's, and uh, yet there's no cure. Together, we're working to solve the neurological problems of today and tomorrow to make brain disease a distant memory. So if you uh, have been impacted, I know my, my grandmother uh, passed uh, when I was 16 from Alzheimer's. So uh, if you'd like to support this mission or find out more, again, the website is keepmemoryalive.org. And we, as always, tip our hats to the celebrities that get involved to bring awareness to it. They've got huge platforms, and if you can... Uh, Go see an event. We've always suggested this uh, with a benefit concert or a benefit event. Uh, You can go support the cause. uh, And the benefits for you are you you can write off the money on your taxes and you get to see a great show. So uh, don't be afraid the next time you've got some money and you're thinking about getting out for date night or just to get out and do something. Maybe search charity events or benefits in your area. You might find something that uh, you maybe didn't even know existed that would be great to attend and support a great cause. All right. I'm Adam Ritz. Again, this is The Adam Ritz Show. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. Uh, Jay Baker is always on board with me to uh, bring to light some great public affairs content. Uh, and you had mentioned uh, off mic in our pre-production meeting that uh, you've got a lot of Halloween content since Halloween's about a week away. Well, you remember a week ago we talked about we wanted to do an, a special Halloween episode. So we're going to look at the history of Halloween, the safety of Halloween. We're going to look at the costumes of Halloween and even the music of Halloween. All right. Is Rob Zombie in there? <laughs> we don't have Rob Zombie, but we have one of the all-time <laughs> Halloween favorites and the background story on that song. So I think you'll appreciate okay, this Okay, I can't wait. Now, you know Halloween is known by a lot of names, and I actually wanted to look this up because I thought to myself, I've heard all these names in the past. What do they mean? You probably have heard All Hallows' Eve and That's, All Saints' Eve. You okay. know, The first one, if you asked me to name uh, another name for Halloween, I would have said All Hallows' Eve. Yeah, that's kind of a common name. It has uh, many names, but it's become the most popular holiday in America. And all these names actually are pertinent names, according to the History Channel. So we actually wanted to get some bona fide sources on our information. Uh, Apparently, Halloween uh, kind of manifested itself about 2,000 years ago. Ancient uh, Celtic people... Uh, felt that October 31st was the eve of their new year. So they had a little different calendar, Adam. (laughs) 
You know, 2,000 years ago, you didn't have that calendar on your iPhone. I don't know if I, in my 20s I could handle Halloween night and a New Year's Eve celebration in the same night. <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. Uh, but apparently the ancient uh, Celtic people used fires and costumes to ward off evil spirits. Or in our case, uh, the people that we meet at the bar during uh, Halloween parties. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sales reps. <laughs> <laughs> sales reps, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, the Celts and the Irish are very uh, combined, and it was the Irish who, during the potato famine, and had a lot of people immigrate to the United States, actually brought Halloween to America. I did not realize it was the Irish. Yeah, the Irish, who, of course, have brought us the Kennedys and St. Patrick's Day, have also brought us Halloween. That's fantastic. I like them even more now. <laughs> so I kind of broke this into different parts. Let's look at trick-or-treating safety, because we do want to look at the public service portion of this. For sure. You probably know that cars are the biggest risk when you are out trick-or-treating. So you want to be extremely careful when you are near any kind of roadway at all. And that kind of goes without saying. Um, one of the things that is a, a big safety item is, believe it or not, the carving of pumpkins. Uh, people present themselves to the emergency room because they kind of misjudged uh, what carving a pumpkin might entail. You know, when you've got that sharp uh, knife in your hand and you're you're holding the pumpkin with your left palm and you're jabbing <laughs> the knife in with your right, you're just asking to cut the webbing of your of your left hand between your thumb and forefinger. Can I go back for one second to the uh, the cars uh, safety? Um, sure. And hit on you know as a pedestrian. And a trick-or-treater and a parent of a trick-or-treater, you are for sure going to be on the lookout uh, for the cars. And, you know, they even advise not to have a mask that hinders your vision so that you can look both ways easily before you cross any streets. Um, I just wanted to point out that for drivers of the cars, if you don't have kids, if you're not trick-or-treating, uh, just be consciously aware that through the weekend of Halloween, starting on Friday, the, isn't Halloween a Sunday this year, the 31st? Yeah, it falls on a Sunday, uh, yes. So you've got the uh, 29th is a Friday, the 30th is a Saturday. And some neighborhoods and municipalities are going to be doing trick-or-treating on the Friday and or the Saturday. So just be aware that there will be extra pedestrian uh hazards, I guess, if you will, in, in and around every neighborhood in America. So just don't uh, fly around willy-nilly 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, rolling through stop signs in neighborhoods. I mean, if any time of the year you need to go the speed limit or slower and stop at every stop sign, do it this uh, Halloween weekend because they they're, they're going to be uh, monsters and ghouls and zombies uh, all around. And, and if you're not a, aware of them, you know, they're trying to be aware of you, and it'd just be a, a double whammy to have both of you aware of each other. That's all I'm Yeah, I mean, that's no, you raised a great point. Uh, you and I live in a municipality where they have reduced many of the neighborhood speed limits to 25 miles per hour, which is akin to what you'd find in a school zone. And if you drive 25 through a neighborhood, you're just so much more careful. That's a speed that you can adjust to what happens in front of you. 
And then I have even read this tip before that during the trick or treat season, that driving through a neighborhood with your flashers on, not a bad idea. That is a great idea. Great idea. It's kind of being overly careful, but it's not a bad idea. It just increases your visibility of your vehicle to those around you. And it also, it reminds the car behind you that there's a reason why you have your hazards on. And they might be like, what the heck's this guy doing? What's his hazard? And then all of a sudden they see a ghost in another yard and go, oh, okay, that's right. People are out trick-or-treating. I better not text and drive and, and go a little slower. Yeah. So think 25 or less in flashers and you'll be safe. And, you know, as we've always heard, there have been uh, terrible stories about uh, children trick-or-treating and struck by cars. And that, unfortunately, is a, a headline during the season, but we can avoid it. So, yes, if you select a costume, the brighter the costume, the better. And they do recommend on your treat bag to put some kind of reflective tape because, once again, headlights will reflect off that. And if it's on your treat bag, that won't mess up the cool panache of your costume. That's right. That's right. And sometimes you can even incorporate uh, reflective or light material um, into your costume. For example, if you're going to be Iron Man, get some sort of light, uh, circular light to put on your chest, the way Iron Man yeah. had in his costume, in his, in his I call it costume, <laughs> in his uh, metal uniform. Uh, his, he, he had the, uh, that, what was it, magnetic thing to keep the shrapnel out of his heart? Get one of those, some, so you'll be safe. Something happened to Robert Downey Jr., and, and it's very it's very illuminative. So, uh, yes, glow sticks. About it. Are you kidding? You could be a glow stick uh, kid for, for Halloween, just get a bunch of glow sticks and, and tape them all over your shirt uh, well, and, yeah, and you and incorporate I have, uh, some sort of lighting effect into your costume and you and i've always talked about one of the coolest costumes ever whether you know it or not is department of public works employee so you can wear an orange vest orange vest that absolutely reflect reflects <laughs> headlights uh, what what better costume would a kid want to be does Any- it reflect it reflects headlights and some of your poor choices in the uh in the world of jobs yeah, no, that's a that's what you got your your, your son is like. I want to be a superhero, and you say no, you're going to be a Department of Public Health, of <laughs> Public Safety public worker. Works, yeah. Put this vest on in a hard Work. hat. You're going to be out there building roads, young man. But yes, be thinking in terms of visibility. You want to make sure that uh, you know your costume is sized properly because tripping can be a hazard. And as Adam said. You can avoid masks by using uh, face paints, uh, and of course, with face paints, you got to be a little bit careful because uh, you want to make sure you select a non-toxic face paint, and you also want to be careful of accessories. So if you have a sword or a spear or some kind of sharp knife, if you're playing a pirate, uh, look out for the accessories because they can be dangerous as well. Great point. For sure, Yes. Now, you'll love this. This is the cutoff, supposedly, and this is according to the Mayo Clinic. Children under the age of 12 should be supervised by parents. I think sometimes parents, you know, as your children get a little older, you think, yeah, you know, my 10-year-old or my 11-year-old can uh, trick or, <clears throat> pardon me, trick or treat without uh, 
adult supervision, they don't recommend that. Are you morphing into a zombie right now as we speak? <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my, something might have happened. Uh, I, I know, don't know I got bit you, by a radioactive spider. Is do, that bad? I don't know if it's phlegm or if your throat is decaying <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be a zombie by the end of the show. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on allergies. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh scary. Goodness. I mean, you were mid-sentence, yeah. and then you went into something, <laughs> something was happening. <laughs> Radioactive blood feels strange. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and then here's a, a really cool uh, point that they made at the Mayo Clinic was pin your child's name and address and your cell phone number inside their costume. So if at any point your child became, becomes disoriented or separated from a group, somebody can help your child get you relocated. I thought that was terrific. That is a great tip. Fantastic. Worth saying again, um, take your name and phone number and uh, pin it inside the costume of your of your child, no matter their age. So if yeah, you get separated you- or you get lost... Uh, they someone can always get get him him or her back home. Yeah, and kids can if they do get disoriented, and then that leads to the bigger uh, point too. Groups are always better, no matter what age group. So even if you're thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and you're out trick or treating, you know you still want to go with a group because everybody needs to sort of uh, keep track of everyone else. So these are some common sense rules. And uh, they always say, uh, as a parent, you need to sort of establish ground rules with your children, usually in line of, hey, you need to stay on the sidewalk, no going inside a house. And if the child is old enough, they need to carry a cell phone with them. Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, uh, as you were saying, uh, let's go back to a little bit to the history People love jack-o'-lanterns, and it's from an old Irish folktale about a character known as Stingy Jack who fooled the devil and had to wander the earth with a piece of coal in a hollowed-out turnip. And the Irish said that that was the Jack of the Lantern. Woo! Now there is some (laughs) trivia. (laughs) So, yes. Don't fool the devil because you might need to carry a turnip the rest of your life. The Jack of the Lantern. Jack of the Lantern, which later became the Jack-o'-lantern. Now, 61% of adults say they will dress up for the Halloween season. I'm one of them. And this year, oh, I I know you're probably dressed up now. I I am. (laughs) (laughs) And they say that even with the supply chain issues that we've been experiencing, that Americans overall in the United States will spend about $8 billion, with a B, $8 billion on costumes and candy and uh, decorations. That's crazy. Uh, Halloween well, is an $8 billion a year business. It just shows you how incredibly popular this holiday really is. Now, I did a little research. Online costumes that you can actually order and have in your hand before the holiday is... Uh, these are uh, these are some of the popular genres. Have you heard about the Netflix show Squid Game? I have heard about it. My kids love it. Uh, I watched a trailer for it. It looks interesting. It's on my list of things to do, but I haven't seen it. But yes, I know it's it's Netflix's uh, most popular show ever, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's wildly popular right now, and they feel that it's going to be the number one costume this year in Halloween wear is to look like either a Squid Game contestant or one of the Squid Game uh, monitor guys. The, yeah, the, it, it's a color thing too, right? The red, yes. red. The the people that put on the games wear red, and then the contestants are in sort of a teal blue or a turquoise yes. blue. It's all very trendy, and you got to keep up with it. But the Squid Game costume uh, is going to be one of the top ones. Also, Ted Lasso. Don't know if you've seen that show, but it's about an American soccer coach that finds himself in Great Britain. And, of course, the uh, hilarity of the difference between American culture and European culture. Uh, so Ted Lasso is a good choice. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, you could get Tony Soprano's uh, they call them, uh, I guess, uh, leisure suits, track suits, the, uh, sort of, uh, leisure wear that a Tony Soprano would wear because believe it or not, the Sopranos got a big Renaissance during the pandemic in the past year, year and a half. There's been a bunch of fans that have rewatched all the episodes in anticipation of the prequel for the Sopranos, which just came out on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Though. So, um, th those track suits, uh, I thought you were going to say that all you needed was a whole, like a Hawaiian shirt to be Tony <laughs> Soprano, but yeah, he didn't, I, I know those tracks, they are, that's the kind of costume that you can wear any day of the year. So you yeah, get, sure. you get your bang for your buck by, by buying a, a tracks, a leisure suit, tra a velour track suit. So velour even, track suit. even after Halloween, you can sit on the couch, watch football, just like Tony Soprano. You're saying to yourself, this worked for Tony. It's working for me now. It, it feels is pretty comfy. For me. Yeah. Also, one of the uh, more popular online costumes you can order is Bernie Sanders in mittens. Do you remember that popular <laughs> meme not too long ago? Yeah. You, you can order the uh, Bernie Sanders jacket, his mittens, and even the black fold-up chair that he was sitting ah, in. That's part of the costume. <laughs> it's part of the costume. Oh, now, per Google search... Uh, these are the most researched costumes this year, and they come down as follows. Number one is Squid Game. And then you'll love how wonderfully traditional this list is. These are Google searches for costumes this year. Witch, Princess, Cruella, and Dinosaur. Well, yes, very generic uh, and evergreen, no matter the decade or the time yeah. period. I mean, that sounds like... Uh, that list could have could have been valid in 1964. Absolutely, but I thought that that was pretty exciting. That uh, like witch and princess are still considered great costumes for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're easy to and do then, too. And then Cruella got famous because of Disney Plus. Once again, streaming channels are altering the way we live our lives. That's right. They really are. And uh, <laughs> it's funny that uh, I've had this conversation a few times when it was popular to make the decision to, quote, unquote, cut the cord and save money, right? You're not going to send sure. the cable company all this money uh, every month for 200 channels, 180 of them you do not even watch. So you save, you're going to cut the cord and save money, and here we are 10 years after the cut the cord craze, and you're paying twice as much because you've got all these 
digital oh, streaming platforms you're giving 10 bucks a month to. You've got 30 of them. <laughs> you know, you've got to have them. You know how that goes. Uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this. This was right up your alley, Adam. Candy didn't appear as a trick-or-treat item until the 1950s. Wow. Prior to, I know, it's kind of interesting. Prior to that, when kids went out trick-or-treating in the 30s and 40s, it was such things as pieces of cake, which sounds so weird now. Pieces uh, of cake? Pieces of cake. Is it a, wait, is it a piece of cake? Or just pieces of cake. <laughs> well, you, would you, you you wouldn't put the whole cake in there unless you were like really extravagant. But uh, I thought that was so interesting. So yeah, the phrase I read was "piece of cake." Fruits and coins were the most popular Halloween items, but in the fifties, it switched over to candy. And currently, twenty five percent of all the candy that's purchased in the United States goes to Halloween. That is, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that either. If you just asked me, I would have said 15, 14%. 14% of all candy bought over the course of the year is bought for Halloween. But a fourth of 25%, that's a lot. Uh, You know, I guess I've bought, this month, I've bought the full-size bars at uh, Costco, you know, the big giant box of full-size bars. Mm -hmm. I bought those a week ago to pass out in my neighborhood, and they're gone because I ate them all. (laughs) (laughs) So we we bought the bag with the little fun size um, (laughs) the other day. Half that bag is gone. So, yeah, yeah, the the trick-or-treat candy that people buy mid-October to last uh, for the 31st, it it doesn't last in my house. So no. I guess if you did the math and the percentages of all the candy I buy over the course of a year, I bet 40% of it <laughs> is Halloween candy that I just well, eat myself. I know. It's funny you said that because I hand out the Halloween candy at my house. And uh, my wife always questions why I have uh, approximately 40 empty fun size wrappers jammed in my jacket pocket. <laughs> I have no explanation for that. I mean, how could that have happened? That is a Halloween mystery. <laughs> Who could have done that? Now, we've talked about this before. Skittles are still the most popular Halloween candy. I know you've refuted that in the past. I don't believe it. It, it is followed by Reese's Cups and Starburst. Those are apparently the three most popular candies. Yeah, I don't believe it. Uh, Starburst and Skittles, uh, I do not. I don't want to believe that. Uh, You're not buying no, it. No, it's got to be chocolate or caramel. <laughs> uh, a Twix, a Kit Kat. Uh, M&M's, a Snickers, or a, a Milky Way, uh, but not, no, no, st- especially Starburst. Don't You know what, unless, here's where I'll say maybe. If I had bought a bunch of Skittles and Starburst to hand out for Halloween, I'd still have them. They'd be in my house because I wouldn't have eaten them. <laughs> you wouldn't have eaten them. So maybe that's well, why. And, and then the least popular candy during the holiday season is apparently candy corn. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I sometimes get that for my kids. They even request it. It's just fun to have that one time a year, uh, but it's still terrible. Um, it's a nice visual, but most people don't enjoy the flavor. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, in fact, I'd rather have a Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I know we're almost out of time, and I know what a music lover you are, but the number one Halloween song, of Can I guess? course, is Mo- – please guess. I was going to guess Monster Mash. You are absolutely correct okay. about Monster Mash. What a great song. It was recorded by a guy by the name of Bobby Pickett, 
and uh, usually listed as Bobby Boris Pickett because of his fame of creating the Monster Mash. Okay. Like Boris the Spider. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, it was released in 1962, so it shows you what a uh, perennial hit it's become. And I I knew you'd enjoy this. It was banned in the United Kingdom in 1962, and the phrase they used is the song was too morbid. (laughs) (laughs) It is too morbid. Too morbid. There we go. Look at the garbage that is on the air now, Uh, you know, worldwide and in England. But um, the Monster Mash was just too Too morbid. Too morbid. It was actually off the uh, BBC until 1973. And then when it was reinstated, it became a number one song in Great Britain to show you the pent-up demand for Monster Mash. (laughs) <laughs> that you know 1973 that's when everything went to <laughs> went to pot everything that's right England, everything went to pot that's right the the united kingdom is still saying 73 if only we'd controlled things better <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah kind of an interesting backstory they followed it up with a, uh, sh- a song called monster holiday which was recorded by bobby boris pickett uh, and then he, I saw this and I was thinking of you immediately. There was actually a famous cover of the song Monster Mash by Andrew Gold in 1996. Oh, I got to look that up and uh, play it on Yacht Rock Radio. That is, You'll that have is to. super cool, super interesting. All right. Well, that's there's your Halloween episode of the Adam Rich Show. Uh, we may mention it next week uh, since next week is Halloween, but we definitely wanted to get this information out a week earlier so everybody could plan on their safety and their costume and what they're going to do to uh, prepare uh, for the All Hallows' Eve 2021. Thank you, Jay, so much. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, for more information, join us on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.